And what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Bear Down Sports Association podcast, episode 191 today. Uh, week three recap, week four preview. Um, exciting week last week. Had a lot of good games, a lot of high-powered uh, offenses were put on display. Um, we saw Oregon get two wins, get their first two wins this season. Um, Kentucky take their first loss. Um a&M and Tulane played a great game. We'll talk. I'll talk about it in a second. But overall, I thought it was a really good week of football. A lot of really close games, couple blowouts. Um, but overall, it was a lot of good football being played. I thought the heat was crazy last Sunday. I believe this Sunday should be a little cooler. Um, but yeah, very exciting week. Uh, we'll talk about week three recap. We'll talk about some league leaders that we posted this week, and um, continue on with the season as we go. All right. Um, what games were at 9 o'clock? At 9 o'clock, first game of the day. Oh, it was UTEP versus App State. Um, just a matchup of two teams that are just at different points in their uh, seasons right now. Uh, App State still playing without a quarterback, uh, playing some guys injured, uh, guys coming late. Um, just weren't able to really get anything ever going consistently on offense until later in the game. Uh, UTEP, on the other hand, came out on fire offensively, scored in their first offensive play, a touchdown by Tymere. Um, then I believe they scored in their second drive and, and then also picked up a safety. And I think it was 18 nothing at halftime. Um, and then they never really looked back, scored a couple more times in the second half and win this game 32-0. Um, App State, haven't seen them in a competitive game yet, but that's not all their fault because they just don't have a quarterback on the roster. We're working on getting them a quarterback for the rest of the season. Um, but in week three, they did not. And the UTEP team took full advantage defensively. They were great pulling the flag. They put a lot of pressure on the quarterback and they didn't allow any big plays or any bullshit plays that could, uh, keep app state in the game early. They, uh, got on offense, got the ball rolling and didn't look back. They win this game 32 to zero. Uh, it was a good win for them. They should take care of business the way they did. And, um, yeah, uh, uh, the UTEP, they improved to two and one on the season. Um, expected, expected to see them where they are right now. Um, they're a good team. The Gargano brothers, Aaron Ford, um, who I think showed up late to this one. Um, Noah Torino steps in for rags for this season. Uh, Vin Arena subs in for Jason Ramos for this season. So finally have their a, a full squad for the first time all season and um, look pretty good. So excited to see where this team can go going forward. I like Mikey's playing some really good ball right now, uh, throwing the ball confidently. Uh, and with Vin, with Vin um, and Tymere and Zach Charay at receiver, I really like this team a lot. This is going to be a good team. Tymere also leads league with seven interceptions in three and a half games played. So um, he's playing at a great level defensively. And Mikey at middle linebacker is a great middle linebacker. So I like this UTEP team. They're going to be a, a tough out. All right. The other 9 o'clock game was Tulane versus Texas A&M. Tulane wins the game 8-6 to six, um, in overtime. This was a, uh, this was a very entertaining game to watch because there were big plays but then big stops um a quarterback change by Tulane in the second half not sure what prompted that um but they went from Douglas to Jeremy Cruz and Jeremy Cruz immediately I think three or four plays took him down the field scored a touchdown gate uh 
um, tied the game up. And then in overtime, they were able to stop, get a score on a two-point conversion to Dave Fleming. And then got a um, a stop on the defense side of the ball to secure the 8-6 to six win. Um, Tulane has an elite defense. They hold teams to low point totals. They don't leave you comfortable in the pocket. Um, a, another game where they're, they've two or three games, they've had, held teams under 10 points. And against Kentucky, they only allowed 21 offensive points. Um, they're a very good defense. Elite. They pull the flag well. They get pressure on the quarterback. They make you uh, play faster than you probably want to play. Very good defensive line with DeLon and Douglas. Um, and then you have out wide, you have uh, Dan, Dan Park. He's been a beast this year for them. Um, CJ, been their leading receiver. Jeremy Cruz was a good receiver for them before. But um, listen, I'm not going to say Douglas shouldn't play quarterback because he's had success in the league playing quarterback. But this kid, Jeremy, looks like he is a quarterback um, and if it looks comfortable back there throwing the football, um, Douglas bolsters your offensive line, probably makes him a better defensive lineman as well because playing quarterback is tiring. Um, but whatever way they decide to go continuing on the season, they're going to always be in games because their defense is always going to give them a chance to win. Um, you could see the, a quarterback change coming more permanent later in the season, but I don't think Douglas is just done just yet playing quarterback. But I could be very wrong about that. I honestly have no idea. I just think that he really wanted to play quarterback, so I think he's not going to just give it up because one game he wasn't playing well. Um, he played well in the first game versus App State, and he played pretty decently against Kentucky. So um, if they do give it up, though, Jeremy Cruz looks like he's going to be just fine. Uh, looks like he he's a guy who likes to make guys miss in the backfield and really, like, uh, have plays go 10 plus seconds. So it's an exciting brand of football, but can also be dangerous at times as well. Um, as for AM, the losers in this one, this is two straight losses for them. Um, I'm not worried about them because they do a really good team. Garland um, is a winner in the league. They have a good offensive line. They have good weapons. I just think they just need to put it together more offensively and finish these drives inside the 10. They had a lot of first downs in this game, but Tulane's defense, credit to them, made the stops when they had to. Dave Fleming had a big interception on the goal line after um, a weird play where uh, they thought it was blown dead because eight man on the field, but it wasn't. Um, I personally hate when those plays happen, but Texas A&M took full advantage of it, hit a 30-35 yard play to Noah Culleton down the sideline, um, or down the middle of the field, I should say. And on the very next player, two plays later, Trevor throws an interception on a on an aim breaking route to Dave. It was it was a huge play in the game because Texas A&M would have went up by two scores and kind of put the game away. Um, but Tulane sticks in it, sticks in uh, sticks in the game, and finds a way to get it done. Win eight to six and improve to two and one on the season. Uh, 10 o'clock games, Oregon versus Appalachian State. Correction to the score on the Instagram final score was 34 to 12. There were two touchdowns scored by Appalachian State. Um, but once again, both scores by Appalachian State were very late in the game. Oregon had already had a commanding lead by the time Appalachian State really got their offense going. Um, just been a rough season without a quarterback. I really don't got a lot to say about them. Um, they got some good athletes. Manny, uh, who's been playing a lot of quarterback, um, their line is big, but it, it, it just it, it's tough to be good if you don't have a guy who really can go back there and pass the ball well and pass it effectively and make quick decisions with the football. It, it's just not everyone's built for it. And Manny's done a pretty decent job. Um, 
but just haven't been able to connect on consistently enough plays to kind of keep the offense moving, get consistently get first downs, and score the ball. They only have four touchdowns on the season through three games, so um, or three touchdowns on the season through three games. So um, it, not a pretty start for them. But as for Oregon, their quarterback Justin is now immediately on lighting the league up. Watch they score uh, seventy two points on the day. Um, they look very electric offensively. They have really good receivers. The line is held, held up well this week in both their matchups. Um, we'll see how the line holds up against some of the better defensive lines in the league. Um, but in this week, they took more, more than took care of business, um, got their first two wins on the season. And now I think Justin's pretty settled into playing quarterback. I think they're going to be a team that's putting up a lot of points each week. Keanu, Cyrus, uh, Isaiah Copes, Billy Waters, James DePalma. Got a lot of really good athletes on this team. We haven't seen Justin have to play any defense yet because this team is pretty good in terms of uh, showing up in attendance. But I've probably, he'd probably go out there and play defense too. Nick Fionda, uh, Hayden Hess have contributed as well. Um I like this Oregon team. They played two really good games. I'll talk more about them in the second game, which I got to really watch hands-on, obviously, how they played against me. Um, but they took more than care, took care of business in this first game. Took a little while to get the offense going, but uh, once it got going, they, they put up points on the board and they put them up quickly. Final score, 34-12. to 12. Uh, Oregon takes care of business, wins that one. Uh, other 10 o'clock game was Stanford versus Portland State. Great game. Um, uh Defensive stops, big plays, um, a lot of shit talking, honestly, which I didn't expect. Um, Abdul kept his team in it. Portland State's defense did a good job. Uh, they they scored on defense on a pick six, had a few stops inside the red zone. Um, we took a tw- uh, a 19-12 to 12 lead, and then on the next play, Abdul runs it for a 45-yard touchdown. Luckily, he stepped. I, I knew he stepped out of bounds, but they didn't call it initially. Um, he stepped out of bounds like the 30, but they ended up scoring uh, on that drive anyway and tying the game up. Credit to Abdul for keeping his team in it. Malik played great. I like what they did, um, letting Malik just take snaps from quarterback just getting the ball in his hands more making sure he's touching the ball 10 plus times a game at least um i like that they didn't they didn't throw any abdul didn't throw any of the slants um and they didn't throw any really really like deep bombs maybe my d-line was doing a pretty good job of getting there but i thought um we 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 were expecting more of that uh but they did some run some reverses for malik handoffs getting the ball on the outside and kind of get him going not as many screens as i expected but um abdul did a good enough job running the ball defense scored a touchdown and they got one late to tie it up um and then they their defense anas had four sacks in this game was an absolute monster um we had no answer for him uh former teammate of mine so he's probably a little extra juiced up to play against me um their defense did a great job. I think they had five or six sacks in this game. Um, and they did a great job sticking in the game. But uh, in overtime, we were able to get two stops. They got one stop, but then we were able to score to win the game 20-19. to Great plays by Jake Esposito down the, down the stretch. Scored on a nice touchdown where I kind of thought I overthrew him. And he was able to come down with it in the end zone and then uh, get the extra point. To really, a seven-point lead is so much better than a six-point lead. Uh, we get the one. Jake uh, with... A fade. Then in overtime, we went Jake fade again, but Malik Malik was guarding, made a nice pass break up in the back of the end zone. We get two stops in a row, and then uh, J- Jordan Jackson caught the conversion to win the game 2019. Sam Vretman made his debut for us at line, thought he played pretty well. Um, wants me to run the ball every single play. 
but I thought that he did a good job immediately being an impact player on our offensive line. Knew I could didn't have to worry about his guy breaking through the line very often, if at all. Um, just want my team to show up in full, man. Just need need a full ten guys, man. Especially on these hot days, we were feeling it from the heat. Um, the first game took a lot out of us. It played into the second game for sure. Um, but credit to Portland State, they did more than enough to win this game. Just weren't able to really get it done in overtime. Controversial call at the goal line. Jake made a pull right at the goal line. It was very close. They called no good. Luckily for us. I don't go, if you notice when there's reviews and shit, I don't go anywhere near it. I let the refs decide. I don't do nothing about it because I don't want to ever get accused of uh, favoritism or rigging it because I really don't care that much. But it was nice to get a win on the day, uh, get the doubleheader started in the right way, went for 2-0, and uh, didn't get it. But um, we're not worried. We're 2-3. and three. We have the most games played in the league. So the last three weeks of the season, we will... Um, We'll have just one game to focus on each week. Big test this week for us. Um, but yeah, not worried about my team. I'll talk about it more in the second game. All right. Uh, yeah, we'll stick with that in the 11 o'clock game. Oregon versus Stanford. Um, this was an electric game. Oregon scored three three touchdowns on three plays to start the game. First one was by Keanu. Second one, Cyrus ran for about 20, 25 yards and pitched it to Billy who scored. And then the third one was Isaiah Copes, who had a long 45-yard touchdown. They had three 45-yard touchdowns to start the game. Um, Like, each possession, like one play touchdown. Our defense, um, we weren't playing aggressive enough. We weren't going for flagpoles. They were much more – they had a nice little break after their first game. Also, 134-12. Didn't have to exert as much energy as we did playing an overtime game. But credit to those guys because Justin just hit the open receivers and the receivers were able to make us miss. They had good blocking downfield, really good lateral from Cyrus to Billy on the touchdown. Um, And even the second half, they scored – Two out of the three times, I think they touched the ball. So we weren't really able to get many stops. I'm not even sure if we even got one. Did we? I don't even know if we got one, to be honest. So if we got one, that was all we got. They ended up putting up 38, win this game by nine. One of the big things for them in this game that they led by nine. They were able to get their conversions. Um, they had a two-score lead, a nine-point lead, basically the entire game. Or no, in the second half, basically the entire second half. It was 24 to 21 at halftime. We were keeping up offensively. I wasn't worried about that. Um, cause I was able to make enough guys miss. I had a good rushing day, not a good throwing day. Um, just a really hot day. They also had to play two games. So there's no excuses there. They were more, they were for sure the better team on this Sunday. Um, I hope we see them again. Cause I think we play a much better defensive game. Um, if it was a playoff game, but regardless, Oregon came out, beat us, took care of it. Um, no, I don't need help with a pod. Um, and they come out with a 38-29 victory. Justin was electric again with his feet, on with his um, with his arm as well. Um, Darielle had a long touchdown for us. Jake had a touchdown. Um, I had a couple rushing. Just wasn't enough, though, man. Put up 29 points, mostly put up this season, which is sad because I'm usually a 30-piece 30, 30 every week. Um, but Oregon was just able to kind of get each conversion, didn't give us any chance, and gave us no life at the end. Really just gave us no life. And uh, they win this one 38-29. All right, other game of the day was probably also at 11 o'clock was Texas versus Kentucky. Hogreave against Galante. Uh, very good matchup. Very exciting game. I called it. I probably called it the game of the week on the preview. Um, I picked Texas in, Texas in this game. Chris texted me and said it was the wrong pick. I said, I guess we'll see. It was not the wrong pick. Um, 
Tommy playing without Paulie for the second straight week. Um, goes out there and scores 31 points and wins the game, man. Uh, Nicky Venti, Mikey Giordano, um, who was huge in this game. Uh, Jimmy Flott. They just they just show up and play, man. They played really well. That three, that core three over trio of receivers, along with Tommy running the football, um, was really electric. They did a good job defensively of uh, collapsing the pocket. I thought on Chris at times. The Kentucky offense moved the ball. Jordan had a big game. Um, Chris had a big game too. I just it, it came down to who had the ball really at the end, and Tommy was able to get it done. Um, Ryan. Bartlett had five, five catches. Jelani had a big game, scored two touchdowns. Um, Ray, four sacks. Like It was a huge game for them as a team. They just weren't able to get that needed stop to kind of get the ball back to Chris one last time and uh, give him really give him an opportunity to win the game. But um, you're going to lose, going to win win some and lose some. It's hard to go undefeated in this league. Uh, Hogreef was off to a 3-0 start, ran to a really good Texas team. And if Texas either gets Pauly back or gets a player for Pauly, they're going to be an even more dangerous team. So uh, excited to see how Texas continues to build. I know Mikey Giordano might also be out for the season, which would be tough for them. Uh, so they'll get some subs going forward. But uh, any team led by Tommy and Chris is going to be competitive every week. And they're going to they're going to be teams you're looking at probably in the Final Four or at least in the playoffs for sure. So uh, I like both these teams going forward. These teams are probably going to be amongst the top five the whole season. Um, they're both stacked top to bottom. Really, I like all these teams. Suarez played a great game, middle linebacker in this one, had a lot of tackles. Um, and his line showed up, Tommy's this week. Dean, uh, Roman, um, Lebo had a full line this week, so was able to see that. Gave him some time to throw the football and. Guys made plays for him down the field as well as him with his legs. So, uh, Tommy with a win, 31-26. Not worried about Kentucky at all. They're still one of the elite teams this season for the league. Um, next game, the last game of the day, was Texas playing in the second game of their back-to-back against Colorado, who was 1-0 through two weeks um, and now are 2-0 with a 42-21 victory uh, over Texas. You could tell Texas was very tired from that first game. Suroff and company got up to a pretty hot start and never really looked back. Bowen had a huge game, scored three touchdowns. Justin had a few touchdowns as well. Um, but defensively, they were just able to get the stops early in the game, kind of put a 2-3 score lead up on uh, on Texas, a tired Texas team, and the heat was really killer. Um, the sun was beating down. So um, I'm not surprised that Texas, not like I say laid down, but kind of took it easy in the second game. Mikey Giordano got hurt in the second game. Was having a game up at that point. Tommy is a fighter, though. It was so funny. It was with two minutes left to go. They're down by three scores. He gets a 25-yard onside kick, then almost scores again to kind of make the game a little interesting for a second. Uh, Tommy's guy who's always going to fight to the end, has no no shame in doing that. But Colorado just had a full squad, made every play defensively, and Suroff was an absolute menace in the middle of the defensive line. Made a lot of plays, forced a lot of, uh, had a couple pass breakups to sack. Just made Tommy's life miserable at times. Um Texas was definitely very tired, though, in this game. So you could tell this the doubleheader with the Heat really uh, played a factor in this one. But Colorado, the last undefeated team in the league, sitting at 2-0. Um, we'll play again this week and try to keep that undefeated season alive. Um, I already said Bowen had three touchdowns was an absolute monster. And Justin, those are going to be the two workhorses for the offense all season. 
Uh, I liked what I saw from, I think, Emmanuel, eighth-round pick. I thought he looked like he could be a, a, a difference maker going forward. Anthony Sharapa played pretty well. Marola stinks. Um, uh, I forget who else they have, but um, they got a good squad. And I think they're going to be a dangerous group going forward. Joe Mayo on the line. Drew on the line. Sorry, I don't want to sign. I don't know the teams. But, um, yeah, I like Colorado. They're going to be Suroff-led teams, especially with Justin on them, have very uh, successful win rate in this league, win percentage in this league. So um, they just got to get it done in the playoffs. Really what it comes down to. All right, let's go to a week four preview. Week four preview brought to you by... Stay farm. <laughs> All right. Um, first game of this Sunday. 9 a.m. Stanford versus Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky 3-1. and one, Stanford 2-3. and three. On paper, looks like Kentucky should beat us. Um, they have a really good roster. They played really well in all four games this year. They haven't had a bad game yet. Um, they're a good team. They're going to come out each week and play very hard, and especially against us. Chris definitely wants to uh, make sure he gets this one after losing to me last season. Um, I just need my line to show up. If my line shows up, I'm ready to run. I'm ready to play. Uh, my receivers make plays. Uh, Mark, Dariel, Jake. I want to get Jake off the offensive line and into his normal position at receiver. Um, obviously, I'm picking us. If they beat us, I'm not going to be shocked. Like They're a really good team. We've already lost three games this season. Um, we're not... I should like like I don't think if I wasn't on the podcast I don't know if anyone would be picking us to win, um, but my line is up for the task of holding Ray and Leota intact, Jordan Edmonds as well. We have big bodies that can match their bodies on the line of scrimmage. Um, I'm just gonna have to be good at making guys miss when they do win their matchups, and got to get rid of the football and be smart. Can't turn the ball over. Can't give this team extra possessions. Kentucky is probably one of the better teams in the league at converting on points off turnovers. And just taking advantage of your turnovers, turning them into six on the defensive end as well. So um, they have multiple defense touchdowns this year. They look like a juggernaut, potentially. Um, I'm obviously taking us. I'm not going to say I'm never going to say I'm going to lose until it happens. Um, but, yeah, we're, uh, we're definitely – I think we're the underdog this week. But uh, hopefully I like to fire, fire under my team's ass a little bit, get some amped up for a 9 a.m. game. All right, another 9 o'clock game. Texas A&M against Texas. This is Garland versus Galante. Very good matchup. Excited to see it. Um, this is a good game. Uh, not sure who Texas is going to have playing for them this week. Hopefully either Pauly plays or they get um, a sub for him. I got to talk to Tommy. Uh, I'm going to take Texas A&M because I know more of their guys are going to be there for sure. And I know that they're going to be probably a little more prepared than this Texas team. But Tommy's a guy who scores a lot of points and Trevor lately hasn't scored a lot of points. So if this game gets a little high scoring and they're not able to stop Tommy early in the game, then I'm going to take, I I think I'm going to, damn, nah, I'm going to roll with A&M. I think the better team top to bottom right now, especially with injuries and stuff like that. So I'm rolling with AM in this game. Garland needs to get a win here. They kind of need to get back on track after I thought really highly of them after week one. Think a little bit less of them after these last two games. Although, played against us and then played against a two-lane squad that has an elite defense. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not I don't think I think it's gonna be really I think the nine o'clock slate, I think the nine o'clock slate is probably the best slate of the day. We have four really good teams playing in the slate. So uh if you get here early, you should definitely get out a little earlier to watch those games. Shouldn't be too hot. Um, the whole day this week, low 80s. So, um, 
Yeah, I'm taking Texas A&M. Wouldn't be shocked if Texas wins. I won't be shocked by any results in the 9 o'clock window. I think anything is on the table for those two games. All right, 10 o'clock game. Texas A&M plays in their second game of the day against Oregon. Um, ooh, this is a really good game. I'm going to take Oregon straight, strictly off the fact of two things. One, Texas A&M playing the second game of a doubleheader. Not an easy thing to do, especially in the summer. Oregon, elite quarterback play last week. Very um, athletic team. Will take, be able to take advantage of any um, slow steps on the A&M squad from being tired, being a little lax a days ago on the defense side or the offense side of the ball. And I just think that Oregon is a well-oiled machine right now. They won two games. They were very impressive doing it last week. And I think I'm going to ride the hot team and take Oregon. So I got A&M going one-on-one on the day. And I got Oregon winning their first game on the day against A&M. Should be a very good game, though. I'm expecting a good game in that one. Um, other game at 10 o'clock. Oh, also a very good game. Colorado versus Tulane. Um, this is one of the best offenses in the league right now, playing against one of the best defenses in the league. Um, if not the best defense in the league statistically. Um, I'm excited to see who plays quarterback for Tulane. I personally, I think Douglas is going to start, but I would not be shocked if Jeremy Cruz come out there and start slinging the ball around. This Colorado team has shown to be also be a very good defense, just allowing 21 and 14 points in their first two games. Um, but Tulane could pr- produce uh, their best, like the best team playing against them so far. Not saying Tulane's better than Texas, but Texas was playing on the second game back to back. Tulane only has this game on the day, so um, yeah, I'm gonna take. Hmm, this is an interesting game. Huh. Tulane has the athletes to match up with Colorado on the outside. Justin obviously probably gonna be guarded by Delon, which is gonna be a matchup to see. Um, could get DeLon off the D-line, which would be huge for Suroff's purposes because DeLon is just as much of a problem at D-line as he is at D-bay. Um, I'm going to roll with Tulane in this game. I'm going to take Tulane. I think Jeremy Cruz is going to play quarterback. He's going to put up some points, uh, and it's going to be a shootout, and I'm going to take them to win because I think Tulane will be able to get stopped defensively when they need it. Uh, Suroff's going to hate me for that pick. Whatever. Don't really care. Uh, to roll with Tulane. All right, 11 o'clock game. Just one game at 11 o'clock. Portland State against Oregon. Oregon playing the second game of the back-to-back. Portland State playing their first game of their back-to-back. Um, hmm. Portland State's going to come out with more energy. Um, I'm not really sure how they're going to be able to respond to Oregon's high-powered offense. So I think the key for the um, Portland State team is... Try to keep the game lower scoring. I don't think you want to get want to get into a shootout against this Oregon team. Um, gonna have to pride yourself on defense this week, being up on the receivers and forcing tough, forcing Justin to make tough throws and make tough decisions. Defensive line is gonna have to dominate the way they did against us last week if they want a chance of winning this game. Malik, you're gonna, Abdul, you're gonna have to throw some jump balls to Malik and just hope he can come down with it because. Um, you're going to have to find offense somewhere. Offense was a little lacking the last couple weeks, so need to pick up, pick it up, probably score in the 20s to win this game. Oregon's not going to be a team that's going to go down easy. So I'm rolling with Oregon. I think they're going to get another 2-0 day, going to get themselves to 4-0 and um, and put themselves in really good – 4-0, 4-2, and and put themselves in a really good position with just two games to go um, left for them. But um, if they're if, – if Portland State's able to pull this one out, I won't be shocked. But they're going to have to keep the game low scoring and um, stop Justin, which outside of the, his first week, last two games, three games, hasn't been able to do so. So um, I like Oregon to go 2-0 again this week and put themselves in a prime playoff standing. All right, last game of the day, 12 o'clock. We got the 
Uh, Portland State playing in their second game of the day against Appalachian State. So it would be the battle of the two teams that are still winless. Appalachian State maybe is getting their quarterback back this week. Um, if not, it's going to be tough for them to win. It's going to probably be a pretty close game. I'm rolling with Portland State to get the win. I think Portland State will get a win on the day in one of the two games. If they're able to pull out a win in their first game, they could be looking at a 2-0 day to put themselves right back on track um, with their playoff push and playoff seeding. Um, what was I going to say about... Oh, uh, Appalachian State, if they have their quarterback back, I want to see a lot more life. I want to see if they're in it, how, how they're competing at a high level in the second half of a close game because we haven't seen that yet from them. But I expect we get, we're going to see a competitive second half of this game because I do think that uh, Appalachian State will be looking to get their season kind of on track with a win in this one against the only other team because if you lose this game, it puts you in a big hole at 0-4. Got to really make some uh, adjustments in the second half of the season to really have a chance. So I'm going to roll Portland State in this one. I think they get their first win of the season here. And... Um, Start to make that run towards a playoff push. All right, uh, that does it for the podcast. Thank you all for listening and apologize for the lateness. Uh, busy Thursday night working, but uh, we are at the Bluefield on Sunday. Hope to see everybody and can't wait for another exciting day of football. Peace.